Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. morning good morning good morning motivational monday wow holy week you know we started off yesterday with pastor brendan's message of the lord coming into jerusalem and today we are in matthews 21 and it's a lot to cover this morning let us start with a word of prayer Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this is a day that you have made, Father God. We rejoice and are glad in it. I thank you for your word, for your word, Father God, instructs us. And your word, Father God, gives us understanding and directs us, Father. And I thank you for this morning. I pray that you would just be with us, Father, that it be you that speak and not me, Father. I thank you, Father, for all those that are listening and watching, Father, that you would just be with them. And I just thank you, Father God, because in this week, Father God, we are just remembering, Father God, we are just going through the scriptures, Father, what you've done for us, Jesus, and what you did on the cross, and the victory that you gave us, that today, we are free in you, that today, Father God, we have salvation through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and I thank you for that gift. Now, I pray that you will continue to be with us, Father, and I ask all this in Jesus' precious name, amen, and amen. All right, stretch if you need to. We have a lot of scripture this morning. Believe that. What is it? Six verses, I think it is. <laughs> My lovely Sandra is going to be reading this morning. Okay. All right. Good morning. I am reading out of the NIV version. This is Matthew 21, verse 12. It says, Jesus entered the temple area and drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. It is written, he said to them, my house will be called a house of prayer, but you're making it a den of robbers. The blind and the lame came to him at the temple and he healed them. But when the chief priests and the teachers of the law saw the wonderful things he did and the children shouting in the temple area, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant. Do you hear what these children are saying? They asked him. Yes, replied Jesus. Have you never read? From the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise. And he left them and went out of the city to Bethany, where he spent the night. Amen. Amen. Wow, look at that. Amen. Praise the Lord. That was probably one of the quickest little the Bible scripture that we have read in a long time. Considering what Jason had, <laughs> Jason had on Friday, that he read forever, you know. <laughs> but this morning, you know, we are here in Matthew, you know, and we find ourselves here that this was uh, Jesus' final week as a man on the earth, you know, and, and we find him going into the temple. And he says that when he went into the temple and he drove out all those that were, were buying and selling, and he overturned the tables. 
the money changers and all that. You know, so he came in with a purpose. He was there with a purpose. And I believe, I believe he was upset. I believe because he saw how the temple has changed throughout the centuries, how man has corrupted what God has established for the temple to be. You know, because in the beginning, you know, it says in John 1, it says, and the, the word was in the beginning. So Jesus was in the beginning. He saw how God wanted everything to be done. He saw how they put the, they were supposed to put the temple together. And now he's walking in there and it's his final week. So he probably took off his gloves and he says, oh, better off. I am here. You know, I am here. And it says there, it says in, in Luke 19.45, and he went into the temple and began to drive out all those who bought and sold. So he had, he was driven. In John, in John 2.15, it says, and he made a whip of cords. What? Jesus made a whip of cords and drove them out of the temple with the sheep and the oxen and pour out the money, changes money, and overturn the, ta the tables. So, so, so in John 2.15, it gives you a, a, a wider look that he made a whip, and he whipped them out of the temple. You know, he was, he was taking it back. You know, and the temple, at this point, the temple was more like a marketplace because people were buying and selling in the temple. And not only that, the, the people were there to exchange the money, so currency, Currency, the most, the, the basic currency there was uh, the Roman currency. So he had images on, on the currency, and and then the temple, they they didn't they didn't receive that currency. So the money was being changed. So there was a lot of a lot of stuff going on in the temple. They were exchanging money. Number one, number two, some of these money changes were exchanging the money and probably not giving them back while the money was really worth. So the party was stealing from them. So they were doing all these things within the temple. And, in, and you know, if you look at Deuteronomy 14.25, it says, then you shall exchange it for money, you know, and, and take the money in your hands and go to the place where the Lord of your God chooses. So he talks about exchanging the money. And a lot of people, when they came to the temple at this particular time, many of them traveled a long ways. Many of them, you know, have been in the journey for a long time. So when they get to the temple, a lot of them are going to buy the offering. The, the, they were going to buy the, 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 the sacrificial offering. So, they, so there was a lot of, of this exchange going on. And it says in Leviticus 5.7, to get a broader uh, look at this, it says, and if he is not able to bring a lamb. So when they came to the temple to do these sacrifices, then you shall bring to the Lord at the, at the, for his trespasses, for their sin, which he committed, two turtle doves and a young pigeon, one as a sin offering and the other as a burnt offering. So they went to the temple. They were buying and, they were buying and selling animals. You know, and like I said earlier, many other money changers at this particular time, you know, they were doing all this in the temple. But, but typically they will have done this outside the temple as they approach the temple or they have taken it in. And that's one of the things, the steps that I've that I got here is that, you know, we today are the temple of the Holy Spirit, you know, and we need to be careful what we allow to come into this temple, what are we are receiving from those around us that may not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. So we have to make sure that we keep ourselves pure, that we keep ourselves separated, 
If not, we will we'll just be as dirty as they were back then in the temple, what they were doing in there. It says uh, in, in verse 13, and he said to them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. So he was quoting from Isaiah 56, 7, that it says, even them I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. So the temple is supposed to be the house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar. For my house shall be called a, 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 a house of prayer for all nations. So he was declaring that his temple is supposed to be a place of worship, not a place of business. And that's what they have turned it to be. But he also says in Jeremiah 7:11, Has this house, the temple, which is called by my name, become a den of thieves in your eyes? Behold, I, even I, have seen it, says the Lord. So the Lord in Jeremiah, he's saying, I see what you guys have been doing. I see how you have turned my house of prayer, you know, to a place of merchants, to a place that you're stealing and robbing from my people. And with all of this taking place, there was a lot of commotion going on. You guys know when you go to the market, especially to the open markets, everybody's making business. Everybody's talking above the other person. All this noise going on. So you imagine going to church and coming to a place that you're supposed to be worshiping and all you hear is commotion. All you hear is distraction. You know, so and then the main focus of the temple has been corrupted. And that's why it became a den of thieves because they were stealing. They were doing the wrong thing. You know, and in, with all that commotion, the temple was not a, a place of prayer. It became a place that was unsuitable for prayer. Because they couldn't hear right. That's why it's so important. You know, so important that we need to keep order in the house of God. That we need to keep order in the house of the Lord. It should be a place that people can come and feel comfortable. It should be a place that they can feel welcome. That is something that we do every week here at Fusion. Every week we welcome them. Every week we extend our hands out to them. Even this weekend alone, I must have had about maybe two or three people that already came up to me and said, man, I love this. I love how you guys greet one another. I love that I can come in and you guys got smiles on your face. And that is something that Pastor Jason is constantly giving us here in Cumberland County. He says, smile at the people. Greet them. You know, welcome them. And we do that and we see the fruit of it. Because it becomes welcoming to others, you know. And when we receive people like this, they want to come back, you know. But back in the day, in this temple, they were being robbed. They were being taken advantage of by these money changers, you know. But then, even with all of this commotion, all this stuff going on, and Jesus just finished overturning the tables and everything else, what does Jesus start to do? He says there in verse 14, then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple itself, in the temple, and he healed them. And he healed them. And this is something was not heard of before. And the reason for that is because handicapped people were not really received in the temple. 
at that particular time, you go, you go, because back in Leviticus, Leviticus 21, verses 16 to 20, it says, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron, saying, No man of your descendants in succeeding generation who has any defect may approach to offer a burnt offering to the Lord. For any man who has a defect shall not approach, shall not approach. So people that had defects, you know, sometimes they, they were considered that they were unclean, you know. So they, they had all these restrictions. For here we see Jesus, our Lord and Savior. He was extending his hand. He was extending and he was healing them in the temple. He was receiving them. He was praying over them. He came out of any particular comfort zone that he could possibly be. It made an example to us that we need to reach the lost, that we need to reach out to them, and that we shouldn't allow limitations to keep us from praying for others. He extended himself out, and he was healing them, and he was laying hands on them, and they were receiving healing. You know, he took his gloves off when he went into the temple. He said, this is my final week. You know, and he said, I'm going to do what I have to do. There was no, he was nothing restricting him. And as he was healing these people, and as he was delivering them, everybody was becoming in an uproar. We see in verse 15, he says, and when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things, he was doing wonderful things, but when they saw it, that he did, and that the children were crying out, the children were crying out. In the temple saying, Hosanna, the son of David. They were indignant. In other words, they were angry. They became upset. They became upset because now they were talking about Jesus. Now they were calling out to Jesus, son of David. They were speaking about Jesus. You know, and, and we have to go back to Matthews. Matthews 1, 1, you know, the beginning of this book. It, it says, the book of the, of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. You know, Matthew begins with the language, I'm saying the word wrong, but I'm trying to say it, at the, with Abraham. There were 41 generations ending in Matthew's 1.16. So he was presenting the whole entire link between Jesus and David. And in Matthew 16, he says, and Jacob, Jacob, begot Joseph and the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is the Christ. So he's speaking about the Lord. He's speaking about our Messiah. You know, it says Jesus, the son of David, indicates his royal origin. So, you know, when, when he started, you know, the language that was there. Also, the son of Abraham indicates that he was an Israelite. So he proves that the Messiah was going to come from the David side. You know, so all of this was pointing to him. And back then, Nathan, the, the, the prophet, said, said of King David in 2 Samuel uh, 7, 16, he says, In your house and your kingdom shall be established forever. Before the throne, you shall be established forever. That tells me, whatever the Lord promises will come to pass. Because he made a promise to David. You know, that he, his kingdom will be forever. You know, and now Jesus Christ, you know, came 
and they're comparing him that he was part of the lineage of, of, of David. And it goes right back to Isaiah 9, 6, and 7. It says, For unto us a child is born, unto uh, a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and he shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the increase of the government and peace. There is no end upon the throne of David and over the kingdom in order to establish it. And he says at the end, he says, the Lord of hosts will perform this. The Lord of hosts. All this is pointing to the Messiah. All this is pointing to where he was going to come from. That he was going to come from the descendant of David. You know, and then when they were calling out and they were praising him, Jesus, Hosanna, the son of David. They were saying all this to Jesus. And, I, and again, the priests and the scribes were getting upset because Jesus was being glorified. Jesus was giving praise too. And they didn't want that. They didn't want that. You know, and Hosanna, you know, uh, a lot of times, you know, when we read this, you know, we, we talk, we're thinking about praising, we think about worship. But also, Hosanna is a, it's a one word prayer. It also means, you know, a plead. With a person, it means rescue. It means save. So when we see Osana, son of David, have mercy. He said, "Rescue us, son of David. Rescue us, Jesus. Save us, Jesus." What? That's what they were proclaiming to Jesus. You know, to help us where we are. You know, and I'm sure that Jesus was receiving all this, and he knew all this. You know, his heart must have been touched. You know, and it says in Psalms 118:25. Save now, I pray. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, I pray. Send now prosperity. So they were declaring and they were speaking and, you know, the, to the Lord Jesus Christ. And again, you know, the scribes were hearing all this. And they were upset with the Lord. They were upset. And what does Jesus tell them? Look what Jesus tells them. And uh, Jesus said, do you not hear what they're saying? They told Jesus. And Jesus said to them, yes. Have you never read? What? Have you never read? He was telling the scribes, he was telling the Pharisees, the priests, have you never read? You see, the, 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 the priests and the scribes, you know, they, they were men of the word. They were in the temple. They studied. They read. But yet they didn't read. Because he says there, have you never read? He questioned them. Out of the mouths of babes and nursing infants, you have perfected praise. Out of the mouth of babes, those children were praising the Lord. Those, those children were doing what the priests should have been doing. But what they were blind. They didn't see clearly. You know, they were the wrong. Which tells us, you know, you can be in church all your life and know the word inside out and yet be lost. Because if you don't have that word in your heart, all that knowledge, all that stuff that you have picked up, don't mean nothing. But once you your eyes are open and you receive the Lord Jesus Christ, then true revelation comes in and you understand. But this priest and this scribe, even though they're supposed to have known the word, they didn't know the word. They didn't know the word. And that's why you have to be careful who you're listening to. Are they truly men and women of God? Are they truly filled with the Holy Spirit? 
So we have to be careful. It says in, in Psalms, Psalms 8, uh, verse 2, out of the mouths of babe and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemy. You will make you may silence the enemy and the avenger. What this kid saw, you know, and what they were hearing and what they were doing, it should have been what everybody should be, have been doing, is praising the Lord. Because they recognized who he was. Yet the priest and the scribes did it. So today, you know, as we, as we come into this week that we are in, this holy week, we have to remember what the Lord did for us. We have to remember, you know, he came in riding on a donkey, as we heard on Sunday's word by Pastor Brendan. He came in riding on a donkey, and they were all shouting, Hosanna, 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 son of David, Hosanna. They were all lifting up palms and praising him and worshiping him. And the Lord came in into the temple. And I believe he was full of the Holy Spirit when he saw all this stuff going on. And he got upset. And he started to drive them out. Tells us that we've got to make sure that we keep our house clean. That we keep our temple clean. Because our temple is the place of the Holy Spirit. We are the temple of the Lord. So we have to make sure that we are right with the Lord. And especially on this week. That we can reflect upon what Jesus did for us and what he did in the temple and that he drove them out. That my house shall be a house of prayer, a house that welcomes people, a house that people can feel safe. And again, over this weekend, you know, at church, you know, as God's presence was in the house, people were coming in. I saw hands being raised, you know. A lot of hands being raised and worshiping and praising God. A lot of tears. And again, and again I was touched. I was touched by the, the individuals that, that came up to me and said, this is what I love to hear. You know, I love the smiles. I love the handshakes. I love the hugs, you know, that we give because we represent. My brothers and sisters, this week is a week that we have to make sure that we reflect Jesus Christ in our lives, that we reflect his love, his compassion, his mercy, like ever before. We're going to have a lot of services coming up between Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday. A lot of people coming in the doors. We have to be an example, and we have to receive them, you know, with open arms. And as we do that, you don't know how you're touching them. You don't know what you're saying to them just by having open arms, just by having a smile in the face. You know, and, and, and just by receiving them, that they feel safe, that they know they're coming into a good place. So this week, as we reflect the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, as we read through the scriptures, and now that you, you see him going into the temple, doing what he did in the temple, yet in the temple, he was healing, he was praying, and that's what it's all about. We don't know who we're going to encounter. We don't know they're going to be our first time coming into a building, coming into a church. So we have to be ready. We got to make sure that we keep ourselves in check. Pastor Brendan said that Wednesday will be a Wednesday of fasting and praying. Make sure that we 
you know, look upon ourselves, just like I'm doing. I'm not pointing fingers. You know, I'm just, I got to look upon myself. And I got to say, okay, if there's anything else here. If there's anything that I have to let go, you know, and I have to keep myself in check because we all mess up. We're not perfect, but we have a perfect God. We have a perfect God that we can go to the Lord Jesus Christ and say, Lord, here I am. Here I am. Like David said, there's anything within me, Lord God, help me, forgive me, and then move on. And then get ready for a fantastic week. Get ready for victory. Get ready for miracles to take place. Get ready because this weekend is supposed to be one of the, the, the most serious weekends that we have because it talks about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It talks about him coming to Jerusalem. And at the end, I'm resurrected. So we have a lot of things to be grateful about. Let's start today praising him and giving him the glory and giving him the honor and worshiping him because he has everything under control, just like he did here. You know, he was just one man in a temple full of priests and scribes, yet he went in there with authority. He went in there and spoke word of life. He went in there, and there was healing and deliverance taking place. And this week, I believe it's going to be a week of deliverance. It's going to be a week of healing, of restoration. And it starts with you and I, with you and I coming to the Lord, with you and I praying to God, with you and I surrendering and getting ready, getting ready to do what Jesus did, that he went into the temple with a purpose. Let's go into the house of the Lord this week with a purpose. See who we're going to greet. See who we're going to shake hands with. And meet their needs as they come in. Because when they come in, a lot of times they're broken. A lot of times they're hurting. And they just need somebody to agree with them. They just need somebody to exchange words with them. They just need somebody with a smile. Somebody with a smile. And that's all of you guys. Come on now. You all got smiles. You all are beautiful children of the Lord, and the Lord is using you just with a smile. And you can say, welcome. Welcome to Fusion. Welcome to the house of the Lord. Anything I can help you with. We become, this weekend, the Lord's hands extended, the Lord's smile extended, and the victory will be in the house. I'm expecting a wonderful service. It's going to be work. It's going to be tiring. But it's unto the kingdom of God. And God will bless you for it. God will honor you for it. And God will keep you for it. So let's go in. This is Motivational Monday. Let's get ready. Come on. You got to get ready. You got to shake it all out. And God say, Lord, for your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And this week is going to be a week of victory. It's going to be a week of deliverance. It's going to be a week of healing and restoration in your house, in my house, in all of our homes. Let's declare it. Let's decree it in the name of Jesus. Let's speak life over the situation. Let's bring, speak life over those that are coming in. And God is going to be honored. So be expecting. Be expecting a wonderful week. Don't say it's going to be work. Say, I'm going to the house of the Lord. And I will enter his house with thanksgiving in my heart, with thanksgiving in your heart. So my brothers and sisters, I pray that you will have a blessed week. I pray that you get ready. Like T.D. Jake says, get ready, get ready, get ready. The best is yet to come. 
God is on the move and he's moving, my brothers and sisters. Don't look at the world condition. Look upon the Lord. Look upon the Lord because he already has the world in, in his hands. He already knows what's going on. Tomorrow, the Lord gave me this thing, this, this word. Tomorrow, he's already in your tomorrow. The Lord is already in your tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. But today, today is the day. Today is the day that we're going to worship, that we're going to praise him, and we're going to give him the glory, and we're going to give him the honor. And as we do that, deliverance is taking place. Healing is taking place, even upon yourself. Because when you speak life to somebody else, guess what? Life is being spoken over you. That prayer that you're saying for somebody else, even though sometimes you're saying to yourself, I wish somebody would pray with me. Oh, because the Lord is saying, the Lord is saying, if when you extend yourself, when you give up yourself a little bit, when you release of yourself a little bit, guess what? I'm going to download upon you. I'm going to pray. I'm going to lift you up. I'm going to give you hope. I'm going to give you strength. I'm going to give you peace. And I'm going to give you joy. So this week, as we give to others, the Lord is giving back to you. I believe that this weekend, you're going to receive healing. You're going to receive answers to some of your prayers. Why? Because you're giving of yourself to others. You're taking yourself out of your comfort zone. And you say, for the kingdom of God, for the kingdom of God, you're going to make that extra cup of coffee. And you're going to give it to somebody. You're going to, you're going to help somebody through the door. You're going to direct somebody. But guess what? You are the Lord's hands extended. You are his love upon this earth. So allow yourself to be used. So my brothers and sisters, I got to go because it's already time. Keep yourself focused. Focus on the Lord. Be expecting. Be expecting. You know, and when you pray, Father, this is for your glory. This is for your kingdom. Bless them. Keep them. And release that upon them. And it's coming right back to you. It's coming right back to you. Because God does not allow you to do anything that you cannot do. He already gave you all that you need to do. He already has it there for you. And in due season, you're going to see an explosion upon your own personal life. Because why? Because you're giving to others. You are releasing of yourself. Just like Jesus was doing here in the temple. Even though he was being talked down upon, he was healing and he was speaking and he was restoring people to the kingdom. And that's what we're going to be doing this weekend. So my brothers and sisters, again, I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. But keep your focus. Keep your focus on the Lord. Look upon his word. You don't do nothing for nothing. You do it for the Lord. And when you do it for the Lord, it comes right back. It comes right back. So be expecting. Be expecting. Let's keep our pastors in prayer. They're going to be working hard this weekend. You know, the enemy's been attacking. I have heard all kinds of stuff going on. The enemy's not standing still. But the Lord is with us. No weapon formed against you will prosper. No weapon formed against you will prosper. And what God has started in your life, he's going to fulfill it. He's going to make it come to pass. So get ready. Get ready for that. Get ready for the Lord's blessing. Give, and it shall be given unto you. My brothers, I got it, sisters, I got to go. I did the third time I already said this, but please, focus on God. Be grateful for what he already has done. Extend your hands out to those that are coming in. Be that hand of the Lord extended. 
and you see how God's going to bless you. For I'm expecting miracles. I'm expecting breakthrough in your lives, in your families, in your home, in Cumberland County, in EHT. I'm expecting miracles. So be expecting it yourself. You know, Lord, I thank you for all my brothers and sisters, all that are hearing my voice. I pray, oh Lord, that you would just fill them with your presence, fill them with your love, fill them with your comfort. Guide them, Father God, throughout this week, Father, as we, my Lord, start off this week, Father God, in praising you, hallelujah, and giving you the praise, and giving you the glory, giving you the honor. Father God, receive them this week, Father God. Help them as they try to do the best that they can, Father. As we move forward, Father, understanding that what you have done for us, Father, and what you're going to continue to do for those that are coming in, Father. Help us to be ready. Help us to be sensitive to your voice, to your word. I pray for your protection upon them. I pray that you will guide them. And I pray, O oh Lord God, that you will just give your things to them throughout this week. Bless them, keep them, and guide them, my Father God, until we see each other again, my Lord. I declare all this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. And amen. And amen. You have a blessed week. Blessed. Be expecting it. Come on now. Be expecting it. I'm not going to tell you that. But Jesus is telling you, be expecting. If you don't expect it, nothing's going to happen. But when you expect it, things are going to come to pass. He's on the move. Have a blessed week. God bless. See each other soon.